is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome back to another episode of the Beauty Boss Podcast. I'm your host, Brianna Day, and the CEO of Beauty Boss Network, your go-to resource for inspiration, insights, guidance, networking, and live events. I want to do something kind of new with you guys. Those of you that are listening, I really want to get to know you. So go ahead, if you are listening right now, screenshot the podcast screen on your phone. Go ahead and snap that onto your Instagram story. Tag us at beautyboss.network and share your favorite quote from today's episode. I'm going to personally go through all of them and I'm going to handpick one of you to feature on our next episode. Beauty Boss Network. I'm really excited about today's guest today. So without any further ado, I'm gonna go ahead and introduce this rock star. Danny Austin is no stranger to Beauty Boss Network. We actually brought her into one of our local Dallas member meetups and her information about social media and confidence and blogging and YouTubing and just everything digital was so impactful and powerful. I knew that I had to get her on the podcast to share with all of our listeners worldwide. So Danny Austin focuses on fashion, lifestyle, and travel with her blog and social media outlets as well as her YouTube channel. And they are a direct representation of her personality and her values. Love for her honesty and her humor. Danny has garnered a following of women of all ages who appreciate and admire her stand against the portrayal of perfection online. Danny has partnered and collaborated with a multitude of brands that support her message, including Downey, Southwest Airlines, Nordstrom, Sephora, Coach, and most recently, Secret, to name just a few of them. And in addition, she's been featured in Southern Living as well as Seventeen, as well as many other online news and fashion outlets. She's also recently launched the Sassy Club, and as the founder, she focuses on building confidence, living authentically, and empowering females all around the world. I love everything this girl stands for, and I'm so honored to have her on our podcast today. Danny, thank you so much for joining us. Wow, that was incredible. <laughs> you know how to make a girl feel good. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you all so much. Oh my gosh. And you were saying that this is the first podcast you've ever been on. Yes, which is crazy because I listen to so many podcasts, but I've never actually been on a podcast yet. But this is exciting for me. But we're honored thank to you uh, pop the podcast cherry. Thank you. Oh my gosh, thank you. <laughs> Is that too graphic? Are we allowed L-O-L. to say that? Oh my gosh. Maybe slightly inappropriate. I guess whatever. It's my podcast. I do what I want. Amen. <laughs> but no, you are such a social media and just digital powerhouse in general. So I'm really curious, how did you get into this world? Yes. So I started on YouTube and reason being my brother is a musician on YouTube And it's so funny. I mean, he started back in 07 and I used to make so much fun of him because he would be (laughs) in his room talking to a camera and I'd be like, Landon, you need to get out there and talk to some real people, some real friends. And he had really like garnered an an amazing um, audience and um, was building his following through, you know, doing covers. And um, so anyway, he kind of introduced me to this space and I started making videos about um, you know, things I was learning in my classes and he kind of forced me into it at first. Cause he was like, we're going to do, we're going to be like a brother sister duo. And I really fell in love with it. Um, just the people I met, I started actually meeting up with them in LA and flying out to see them in New York and collaborating. And it was really cool. So I ended up working at YouTube space 
uh, the summer after I started my YouTube channel and I signed with a network out in LA and, um, you know, got a manager and just really focused on growing my channel. And then about a year and a half ago, I launched a blog whenever I moved back to Dallas and, um, started creating more content about fashion and lifestyle um, and engagement and all of that. So it's been really fun. I love that you just launched your blog just a year ago. I actually didn't know that. I thought mm -hmm. that the blog was one of the first things that you had since day one. Right. That is a surprise. Yeah. It's a totally different space, really. It, it is. And it's really cool to see how successful your blog has been because so many times, like I listen to panels featuring mm -hmm. bloggers and all the time you hear them say things like, you know, we had it so much easier when we started because <laughs> there wasn't so much competition out mm -hmm. there. So for those of you starting now, like it's a lot harder, but it's really empowering to see somebody do so well in the blog space who did just re, uh, launch a blog within the past year. So what do you attribute to the growth of your blog? So starting on YouTube, you know, it really is a completely different world. And, um, I really figured, I felt like I kind of figured that world out and I just wanted something new, like a new creative outlet. Um, I, I was also kind of exhausted from the content I was creating on YouTube because everything was so produced and, you know, I would vlog, but like my favorite types of videos were the ones where I like sat down and had, you know, my light kit and everything set up and, um, edited the video for hours. And so I, I think I was pretty like unhappy with the content I was creating just because it was, it wasn't really me. And, um, I think I was getting a little burnt out. And so I actually, when I moved back to Dallas, I was going to quit altogether. I was like, you know, I think that, um, I should probably just go get a normal job. And I had studied physical therapy at uh, the University of Texas. And so I was like, maybe I'll apply to PT school. And I don't know, there was just like this feeling in my gut whenever I got back to Dallas. I'm like, okay, I'm going to try this one thing where I'm just going to try to be transparent. You know, the p best piece of advice people always gave me was to be myself. And like, I just didn't really know how to do that. And so I started these things on Instagram story where I would, they're called retainer talks and I would take off all my makeup and put on my retainer and just like talk about the things that I was struggling with in life, what I was learning. And it was crazy because I mean, the response that I got from people, I honestly thought like they were going to think this girl is crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, but the response I got was insane. I mean, people were so supportive and not only did they love it, but they also started creating videos in their retainers and sending me content talking about like what they're struggling with. Oh, I love that. So, um, that really fueled the energy to start my blog. And I started a series called things I wish a sister taught me where I was able to talk about, I mean, cause I don't know about you, but I just had like the most awkward adolescence. Oh my like, God. So I mean, horrifying. Yeah, it was awful. And you know, I had a brother, but I didn't have a sister to kind of walk me through everything. And so, um, I just talked about everything from like dating advice to like, you know, applying to college college. And I think that type of content really resonated with people because it was very real. And I came from a place where I was like, you know, I'm really not the expert. I actually made this mistake. And like, let's talk about what I learned and y'all can kind of learn from, you know, what I learned. I love that. That's mm -hmm. so cool and super refreshing because like you said, everybody kind of does have this image of perfection and, mm -hmm. you know, that perfect, you know, digital life that we all see and dream about having. And you were kind of one of the first to kind of break that mold and say, screw that. <laughs> like, this is not fun. This is not real. And you, mm -hmm. you almost quit. And I just think that that's a really beautiful thing that you stuck in there. So what, what really inspired that shift for you, that burnout, that one where you finally just like, you know what, this is enough. I need to do something different. I think it was, honestly, it was actually a conversation I had with another YouTube girl. 
um, out in LA and she has like millions and millions of followers. She's a lot younger than I am. I would say, I think at the time she was probably like 14 or 15 wow. and she had millions of followers at the time. And wow. in fact, the reason we were hanging out, we were at a, um, I think it was VidCon and her mom told her, you know, you can't go to the party unless Danny goes and Danny <laughs> watches over you. So um, anyway, I just listening to the conversation of these younger girls was um, was just really crazy to me. And, you know, they were talking about, um, you know, their parents and like divorce and how they were planning on, you know, marrying like five or six men throughout their life. And just these things that I was like, wow, I feel like somebody needs to like be an older sister to them. Like somebody needs to create that content to help them out and, um, to encourage them and let them know like, this isn't the way that life has to be. And so, um, I don't know. I just felt like I was supposed to do it. It didn't even, it, there was just such a gap for that type of transparency and that type of mentorship online. Yeah, that's so cool. I'm so glad that you did it too, because I really wish I had this when I was going through that awkward stage <laughs> of like 13, 14, my band nerd self. Girl, I get you. I did not understand the curls at the time. It Ugh. was a mess. It's a total mess. <sighs> but we won't talk about that. So <laughs> so um, when you started your channel and you started really impacting these audiences at large, I think there's so many people that love the idea of getting into it. In fact, I don't think, I know for a fact, so many people want to get into it, especially our beauty bosses, because it's such a visually driven industry and they know they could really benefit from putting themselves out there like that. But it seems like such an overwhelming undertaking, like the equipment, the investment, the time. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, did you go through like a huge investment in, with equipment or did you just kind of like bootstrap your way and grow over time? What would, what, what um, was your approach? Yes. So I definitely bootstrapped at first. Um, in fact, when I first started filming my YouTube videos, I remember I got my first brand deal with Neutrogena and it was like the biggest deal for me. Oh my God, I was yeah. a sophomore in college and, you know, they told me I, they wanted me to do like a prom makeup tutorial. So I was pumped and I had my mom ship me my long dresses from home and it was like two o'clock in the morning because I had studied for like two exams the next day. And I realized in the shot list that they sent over, I had to do like a full body shot and I didn't have... A, a videographer, B, like a tripod. I was just stacking books to put my camera on. And so I drove to Target, put a grocery cart in my car and <laughs> took the grocery cart up six floors to my apartment and put the camera in there, tied a string. Cause I didn't know how to like, you know, those really pretty panning shots that like zoom in. I was like, <laughs> yes. that's what I want. And so I tied a string and I have my prom dress on. Like I'm like 20 years old. Okay. I, and I have a string and I'm pulling the string and I think that I, this is just, I'm nailing it. This is the best shot in the world. And it was, I mean, at the time I thought it was cool, but it is horrendous. I think I took that video down. Oh man, I wanted to see no, it. No, it was just so bad. And you know, so I, at first my camera that I did have, it was a Canon Rebel T3i, which is a great camera to start out with. Anything with like a flip out screen is, is great. Cause you can see what you're filming to afford that camera. I sold everything I could find on eBay. Wow. <laughs> like eBay was my, um, number one go-to. That's where I bought my first tripod. Um, that's where I sold all of my clothes to afford the tripod and my light kit and everything. Um, then I got really into selling stuff on Poshmark clothing. I mean, there's definitely ways to, um, you know, make enough money to afford those things. And you don't really need a lot to start out with because once I did, 
Um, once I started growing a following and I started listening to like what people wanted more, I figured out where to invest my money. Mm. And so now I know that I, like I invest in photographers and videographers to come and help me because like, I know that my audience appreciates that type of quality and that's what they want, but it's, it's so different for everyone. But I do think it's important to, you know, invest in at least like the industry standard. Yeah. I'm so inspired by your bootstrapping background because if that doesn't show you what like true motivation is, I don't know what does. And I feel like, um, I just, even, even with my team and the managing team members and growing a company, you know, one of my biggest peeves is, and this is kind of like one of our company values is just like, we are not problem focused or solution focused mm-hmm. and doing live events, especially there's so many, I mean, you know, you're planning a wedding right now. There's so many problems that'll arise. And I'm like, okay, don't come to me with a problem unless you've already started to think through mm-hmm. what the solution is going to be. Like we don't, we don't sulk in problem mode. We kick it into solution mode. And yes. just hearing your story about, well, like I got this deal and I'm not about to tell them like, I can't do this mm-hmm. full body shot. I'm going to go to target and I'm going to steal a shopping cart. Wait, steal. <laughs> I, I took it back. <laughs> but that just takes serious cojones, girl. Like that's a uh, big, that's a, that's a lot of commitment and a lot of work. And I'm going to tie a string and my prom dress that I'm going to have my mom ship to me. I mean, like every single piece of that is just such like creativity to just make it happen. Thank you. Thank you for appreciating that. I do though. And I just want to emphasize it because so many people get the smallest little obstacle mm-hmm. and then they don't follow through. It's like, Oh, it wasn't meant to be Mm-mm. right. But if it's, if you want it bad enough, it will will work out. There is always a way. And oh, absolutely. one of the things I, I do love about following you too, is your transparency about your faith. And so I'm going to get a little faith driven here for a minute. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if you believe in God or you believe in Buddha, like if you just <laughs> believe in the universe. I think that, um, you know, I personally believe in God. And I think if you are really going after your life's purpose, God will always provide a solution for you. It's just mm-hmm. your job to really chase it with everything that you've got. And there will always, it will always work itself out. Even mm-hmm. when you're back, against the wall so yeah and it's just that's a really cool example of that (laughs) and look at where you are now with your professional videographers and the content that you have it's just super super cool awesome yeah so um, I'm curious with um, YouTube and then you transitioned and you've grown an amazing Instagram following. How does, how, how does the content vary? Do you tend to marry it all together or are you creating content specifically to each platform that you're on? I love to create specific content for each platform um, just because it's just, it's exciting to follow on each platform and I don't value any platform over the other because you just don't know where they're going to end up. I mean, especially, I don't know if you've heard about what happened with, um, you know, reward style, like affiliate bloggers and Instagram. Now, whenever you screenshot a photo or I'm sorry, whenever you like a photo, we're no longer sending out emails with the links of everything. So that completely kind of changed like the industry and the way that a lot of us were, um, you know, being monetizing our content. And so it's scary for me to just like be, you know, fo- hyper-focused on one. So I really appreciate, you know, using YouTube to share more of like the behind the scenes or maybe more produced like beautiful videos and then using Instagram story to be like, all right, so this is actually how I woke up and this is how it actually is. And um, I think people really appreciate appreciate that as well. I mean, I use 
Twitter and Facebook and even now Facebook groups in the community, the Sassy Club, um, which we can get into um, for all different specific reasons. And um, so, yeah, I just think it's important not to put all your eggs in one basket for sure. Absolutely. You don't ever want to put all of the power in someone mm-hmm. else's hands because you never know when they're going to jerk that chain away mm-hmm. from you. Instagram could be gone tomorrow. Yeah, and exactly. So, yeah, I definitely, I look at all of these people who you know, don't have, um, you know, a website and all of their following lives mm-hmm. on a platform that they don't own. And that's really scary. And that's one thing that you do really well is converting people to your site, mm-hmm. getting them on your list. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're also not, um, what, what's the word I'm looking for? You're not overbearing mm-hmm. either with mm-hmm. your, with your opt-ins. Yeah. I mean, I think something that I always try to focus on and keep in mind is that, you know, I'm creating content for these girls. And like whenever I'm coming up with a concept for a video or a blog post, like I actually picture this girl sitting across from me and I'm like, okay, her name is Molly and it's spring break. And she's probably, you know, getting ready, tanning, like, you know, maybe working out. Maybe she's feeling insecure about her body. Like I get that. So let me create some content to help her and remind her like how amazing she is and how, what God says about her and, and build her confidence. And so you know, whenever I'm creating that content, it doesn't feel spammy. It's not like I'm trying to like just get views and followers because I genuinely think that this might help someone. And that kind of drives me to keep on creating that content and pushing people. Um, it's just a really, it's like exciting for me. And I think that it's exciting for them as well. And I love that it a creates amazing authenticity, but I think that um, it's important to point out that that is also branding gold for anyone. I think everybody should always really take the time to build like a strong, what they call client avatar, customer profile. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's just branding one hundred and one. Any business school yeah. will teach you that. Like, exactly. think of a specific person, and that's one of the things I actually go into in depth on, on, on our website, a free download that you can get. Um, but we talk about it like super thoroughly, just how like you, so many times I see people create brands around like what they love, mm-hmm. like, Oh, this is my favorite font. And Oh, this is my favorite color. So this is going to be the color on my website. And, this is, and I mean, you have to build a brand that you like, but you also want to speak to the person that you're trying to reach. Mm-hmm. And unless you are the person you're trying to reach, then you're building a brand for the wrong person. Yep. So really cool that you do that and that you pointed that out. I love, love, love it. It's that time for a beauty blooper. Brought to you by CelebritySience.com, making you the leading brand in your category. So I wear a lot of self-tanner because I'm pretty pale. And I was looking for a new videographer, had just moved into a new house. And, you know, I sleep with my self-tanner on so that in the morning I can wash it off and I don't have that like weird salty smell. And so... A videographer had come over. He was going to help me shoot a routine that morning. And he walked into my room and saw this, like, my sheets were just covered in orange. Like, nasty. It almost looked like somebody had, like, Oompa Loompas had been murdered in my bed. And it was just, it was so embarrassing. I'd never worked with him before. He probably thought I was, like, a really dirty girl. <laughs> I don't know. So since then, I, I learned, don't buy white sheets if you're going to sleep with a self-tanner. By the dark sheets. <laughs> be a boss. Be a boss network. So, when it comes to a day in the life 
of Danny Austin. <laughs> and you have all these platforms. I mean, it sounds like a lot of work and it is a lot of work. So talk to me kind of like, what what is your schedule like? Like how, how do you get it all done? Because it's a lot to produce that level of content. Sure. So I do a lot of batching. So I will go out and shoot six or seven different blog posts or outfits on Fridays or Thursdays. And I'll get all of that done. So I really only have to be like glamorous for one day because nobody wants to be like blown out their hair, doing their makeup perfectly every single day. Exhausting. So I try to do all of that in one day and then I'll spend, um, I have another day like on Mondays, that's whenever I'll do all my phone calls and all of, um, you know, any meetings or coffee dates that I need to go to. And the rest of the days are really spent just managing everything. I have um, an assistant who I hired about a year ago and she helps me keep my um, emails all organized and responding. And she helps me with my schedules. She's like, okay, you know, we have this due next Tuesday. Let's set up a photo shoot and she'll kind of coordinate everything. We work a lot on Slack. I don't know if you're familiar with Slack. No, what is that? So it's a messaging like platform. It's so much better than texting. And this is one of my favorite resources. I actually just wrote, wrote like a whole blog post about it because I feel like it's really helped me manage my career or my um, presence in a lot more organized way. So um, it's just better than texting because you can store files from like Google Drive and you can invite, you can have different teams. So like right now I have a team that helps me with production. So I have like three people in there. Mm. And then I have a team that helps me with um, maybe brand negotiations or like if I need a lawyer to look at something, he's actually on my Slack channel. Like, so I have probably 10 people total, but they're all in different teams. And it's just so easy to keep everything in one place. Cause I don't know about you, but emails are kind of hard sometimes because oh, yeah. they're not they instant. Get lost. They get lost. And then um, texting is just really difficult because that kind of over... I, I, that work-life balance. It's <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds a lot. Have you heard of Asana? Yes, Asana is great too. Yeah, so that's what our team uses mm-hmm. and I'm obsessed with it. Like it's a great. project management app has literally changed my life. Oh, it's everything. <laughs> like how did I function before? I don't know. A project management yeah. tool. I feel you. It's so awesome. So that's helped a lot. Um, let's see. Walter, my producer over here, he's, he's laughing. laughing. He hates Asana. Oh my gosh. So, like with every is, fiber of his being. There's a learning curve <laughs> for sure. I... I use Asana, but I don't love it. I like Slack better. Do you? I should check it out. Well, Asana is better for, I think, project management with those deadlines and everything. I think Slack is just better for communication. Gives you a little more Slack. Yeah. You know what I mean? I like it. Um, So, yeah, that's pretty much how how a week looks in in my life. That's really cool. Um, So you kind of, like, got me on this bandwagon of resources and organization (laughs) because you're really, really good at that. And you have to be to be able to manage a career with so many different things going on. You're planning a wedding. I mean, that's a lot. So do you have any other... They're just like favorite tools or resources that sure. make your life easier. I use Canva for my YouTube thumbnails. Are you familiar yeah. with Canva? I'm obsessed with Canva. It's the best. It is. I'm like, now I'm a graphic designer. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> no, it's great. It does give you templates where you can just drag and drop. Um, I use Sumo for lead pages to acquire okay. um, email lists, Yeah, which is great. I use... I mean, I use a lot of Google alerts, Google Calendar, all of that. Google's mm -hmm. so great because it's just integrated into everything. It's so easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. I haven't heard of Sumo. I I mean, there's so many different platforms. Lead Pages is one of them, right? So yeah, very familiar. But I'm going to have to check out Sumo. That's cool. Very interesting to kind of (laughs) get like behind the scenes of your kind of systems and your processes and all that. And so you are this influencer. You've got the following. You've got the... 
Who's dropping stuff and ruining <laughs> our podcast over here behind the scenes? Come on now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> it's okay. Life goes on. No. Um, so with you've got you've got this amazing platform going, and then you decided to switch your focus, and you just launched the Sassy Club. So what is the Sassy Club, and why did you decide to go that route? The Sassy Club is a community I started online that encourages girls to be transparent and real and just encourage each other, um, especially in day and age where it's just not very easy to do that online. So I started that in January, so it's probably been about four months now. And right now it's just a Facebook group, but I'm building a website um, right now, actually, I even spoke to the developer this morning, Nice, um, which is so fun. That's something I've never done before. And so basically, like I was telling you about the retainer talks I was doing, um, you know, just being real and transparent and putting that type of content out there, I realized that these girls that were um, consuming this content had amazing stories as well. Like they were... Um, you know, their, their stories and what they're learning is just as impa- impactful and important as my story. And so I just felt really passionate about giving them a platform to share their stories and to encourage each other. And at the end of the day, like I, my brand is all about me and that just, I wanted to work on something that was bigger than me. And so mm-hmm. that's what the Sassy Club was about. It's just, it will grow and it will evolve without me. And, um, that's really exciting to be a part of something like that. So um, right now we have almost 10,000 members. Whenever I first launched it, I honestly, like I hit the go button. I'm like, okay, we're probably going to get 200 girls maybe. Right. (laughs) And I mean, I think within 24 hours, we had like 7,000 girls. And I had no idea that it was going to grow that much. And not only that, but these girls were they really value localization. They really wanted to connect with girls in their city. And I didn't have the resources to do that because I didn't really expect that to happen. Um, And so right now I've been encouraging girls to do meetups or have meetups in their local cities. And I think that, I think we're in like 31 cities and we've had meetups in like 25 of them. Cool. And I've been able to attend um, all of the meetups in in Texas or most of the big cities in Texas, which is really fun. Um, So right now it's... It's definitely growing. I have a lot of fun things in store for them, a lot of exciting surprises, just trying to get through the wedding at first. And then I think we'll launch a lot of these things um, probably fall. Nice. Mm -hmm. Very exciting. I'm really excited. I'm pumped for you, girl. (laughs) I love it. You're a hot, sassy mama. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, that was something um, I always always make fun of this. Like, I, I get up in the morning and... I am not cute in the morning. Like it is just, and I don't mind sharing that. And so I, I'm in my PJs with my hair. Like I have like hair extensions slash like naturally curly hair, and those two just do not do like well, do yeah. well together. Mm-hmm. So I wake up in the morning and I always would film these videos like saying I'm a hot sassy mama, and um, girls started sending me those videos as well. And it's something I just always encourage girls, like whenever you're feeling bad, like my end goal with the sassy club is that you build enough confidence to like, it doesn't matter, you know, what you're wearing that day or how your hair looks like you feel confident and you know that you're a hot sassy mama. Absolutely. Freaking lutely. <laughs> I love it. Spread that message. All of you listening, look in the mirror and tell yourself, 
<laughs> You're a hot, sassy mama. Love it. Uh, so, you know, and it's great because it's a cool resource where you get and give all kinds of advice. People ask questions. It's open forum. I joined the group. I love what it's doing. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to ask you, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? Are you a speaker who has an inspiring, insightful message that will help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? If the answer is yes, we invite you to become a pro member of the eWomen Speakers Network. We have over 500,000 women connected through 118 chapters spread across North America. We're looking for speakers to share their wisdom and breakthrough ideas. Go to eWomenNetwork.com and join our Speakers Network. The benefits for pro speakers are incredible. Go to eWomenNetwork.com. The best piece of advice was that, um, let's see, that I'm not the only one that can do something. Like, I feel like there's so much fear in scaling your business and giving somebody else responsibility, especially if you've been doing it yourself for oh, so yeah. long. I was actually um, at a shoot yesterday for Brides of North Texas, and I had um, some people I was working with, and I had met um, another blogger who just like refused to give her um, social media or refused to give some of those responsibilities over to someone because she felt like nobody could relay the message or like do it as well as she could. And as that might be true, honestly, like she probably is the best girl to manage her own social media, but at the end of the day, like there's no, you can't scale if you're not bringing in other people to help you. So like true. you can't manage everything. And if you can do it, like you're not the only person who understands that even with the sassy club and my values and you know, valuing transparency. It's very rare to meet other people like that, but I, I have found them and, and they work with me. And I, I feel like I'm, I'm confident in giving them those responsibilities. They don't learn it overnight, but in the long term, it's so much easier for me to really hyper-focus on the things that are super important, like creating the content rather than just like managing so many different pl platforms. Like I shouldn't be doing that all the time. No. And so, um, I definitely think it's important just to know, like, you're not the if, if you can do it, somebody else can too. That's a golden, that's golden advice. Cause it doesn't matter if you want to be an influencer, a blogger, a YouTube, whatever, just it, any business that you're in, you mm -hmm. have to be able to delegate things. You, mm -hmm. you can only grow so much when you're doing it all and you'll drive yourself crazy. And we all have our own special gifts and we all have things that we suck at. Mm -hmm. Like we all do oh, it. for sure. And if you're not, if you're doing everything, there's, there's things that are lacking and then you're not doing the things that are really your gifts. Like we talked about your purpose earlier and doing and chasing your purpose. And if you're doing everything, then you're not fully focusing on that. Exactly. And I think that that's one of the biggest areas where we really stunt our growth and ourselves and our businesses because we're just trying to do it all and getting, having faith in other people mm -hmm. and trusting the people that you keep around you is so instrumental. And I could not agree with you more. So that's beautiful. Um, on the flip side, I always ask this question. I love to know what's the worst piece of advice you ever got? The worst piece of advice. Well, I don't know if this is kind of I think that a lot of people, I do think it is important to be hyper-focused in like what you um, are really passionate about, but I think it's okay to like continually be educating yourself and growing and challenging yourself and not just getting set in your ways. I feel like I have 
a lot of people um, that have encouraged me, like, okay, we'll just do what was working for you in the past. Like, go back to, like, what was working. And I just feel like things are changing so fast that you really can't do that. And unless you're making yourself really uncomfortable and you wake up, I mean, every single morning I wake up, I have, like, this anxiety and this fear. And I think it's a really healthy thing because I'm pushing myself to places I've never been. If I, if I was just staying comfortable, I'm probably not growing and I'm probably not where I'm supposed to be. And so... Um, I think that's really important. Constantly be educating yourself about like new platforms, resources, using things like YouTube and podcasts um, to learn about like where your industries are going to grow. And then also understanding that, um, oh, sorry. <laughs> oh, also understanding that, um, yeah, it's, it's okay to bring on a team and to work together. Um, yeah. I love it. No, that's really good. Uh, so was the worst piece of advice to kind of like just like stick to what worked or like go back to, I think it was specifically for Instagram. It was yeah. like, just do what was working for you in the past. But I was like, I want to change things up before I just get set in my ways. I think that that's so brilliant because, uh, everywhere you turn the advice is like, get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. If you're comfortable, you're not growing. Yeah. And it's true. It is. It's so true. And I hate to, when people are like, uh, there's actually this really funny, it's actually not funny, but there's this really popular like quote by Jay-Z that he's <laughs> like, people, you know, look at me and say that I changed as though I worked this hard to stay the same. Uh, I like that. And it's sassy and yeah, I like it because like it's that. true. It's like, yeah, you know, we evolve, we change and that's a good, that's a good thing, thing, you know, and it's like not, and, and I'm kind of like taking your worst piece of advice and almost taking it in a, a different direction here, mm -hmm. like to go a little bit deeper. And this is something that I even have like encountered and, and it can be painful sometimes as you grow and you almost, mm -hmm. I'm sure you've encountered like you might outgrow certain relationships Oh, for sure. and they evolve because not every single person that walks into your life is meant to stay there forever. Sometimes they are, sometimes they're not. And they've had a purpose. They served a purpose, but I think we can be really hard on ourselves, especially women. Mm -hmm. I think women start struggle with this more than men where we, you know, want to make everybody happy. And, you know, it's like, oh, well, I've changed. I've shifted. And, you know, that relationship might not be serving you as well anymore because they want to keep you safe. They don't want you to step outside of your comfort zone and it can really hold you back. And I think we have to sometimes be willing to recognize when it's time to, you know, bless and release certain yeah. relationships so that we can kind of open up to the new relationships and the people that are going to push us to work harder and grow right. and all of those things. And so For I think sure. it definitely kind of ties in with, you know, pushing yourself and not staying with what you've always done because you're just going to get what you've always got. Oh, for sure. I remember even with starting the Sassy Club, I was like so scared about that because I'd never started a community, community before and I was really nervous. Like, are people actually going to join? I remember the night before I was just like, all right, Danny, you got to put on your big girl panties. We got to do this. Yes. And you got to push the go button. And I'm so happy I did. I'm so happy that, you know, I didn't let fear and that anxiety just get the best of me. Awesome. I love it. Um, what, uh, tell, tell us what we should be looking out for with Danny Austin and the Sassy Club. <laughs> so I will be married in two weeks. Ah! <laughs> That'll be exciting. So a lot of wedding content. The Sassy Club will be releasing some merchandise, which Ooh. we're really excited, which is so fun because that was the most requested thing that and like webinars. Um, and so those are two things that I'm working on a lot for the girls. And it's, it's great because it's not, you know, it's not my content that I'm just coming up with. I'm actually asking them like, Hey, what do you want? Do you want t-shirts? Do you 
what type of webinars do you want? So it's really catered towards the community. So that'll be exciting. And then also the Sassy Club website. Yes. So yes, keep an eye out. <laughs> we will, we will. So where can people go find you and learn more about the Sassy Club? Sure. So my blog is the, T-H-E, because dannyaustin.com was taken. So it's thedannyaustin.com. And then on YouTube, it's just Danny Austin. So, and then my Instagram is at Danny Austin. Awesome. Easy enough. And that's yeah. D-A-N-I. And we're going to link all of that in the show description for you guys if you didn't get it or if you're driving or whatever the case may be. So definitely go check that out. Make sure that you keep an eye out for all of the cool things Danny's got going on. And congratulations Thank on getting you. married. Thanks. Thank you so much. I'm so pumped. Um, I'm yeah. ready. Wedding planning is not fun. I don't know if you know that. Wait, no, yeah. Did you I have do. A, you had a wedding? I did. Okay. Yeah. I now did. it's like a very normal thing to not have a wedding. Everybody, I just feel like is going to Mexico, eloping, and yeah. I'm kind of jealous. I know, right? <laughs> I know. I'm seeing that all over the place. You know, I, I, I also, I was doing it. I was planning while I was in cosmetology school, so I was like oh. a broke student planning a wedding. I was like, why did I do this to myself? I totally should have waited. <sighs> so at least you did that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> at I least guess. you did that. I don't know if Jordan agrees, but my fiance, he's like, we could have bought a car with this, but it's fine. No, you have to have a gorgeous wedding. Every girl gets, should, she should all have a princess wedding always. I think so too. I think so. And I can't wait to see the pics and you guys are so cute. I love your little takeovers that you do. So you guys definitely <laughs> listening. If you're not already following Danny, make sure you do that and stay tuned with all the cool stuff that she's got popping. Thank you so much, Danny. You're such a rock star. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, thank Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beauty Boss Podcast. And like I said, do not forget to screenshot the podcast image and post it up on Insta. Tag Danny Austin, tag beautyboss.network. Tell us what your highlight of the podcast was. Cannot wait to see your comments. And like I said, we're going to pick one of you guys to feature on the next episode. So until next time, slay them, boss. OMG, use a bomb. Beauty Boss Network. This podcast is sponsored by Mustav, and my Mustav must-have of the week has got to be my lustrous cream base going into the summertime. I love a good dewy complexion, water-based, moisture, hydration, dewiness, glow, got to have it. It's the best. Go get you some at Mustav underscore USA. That's M-U-S-T-A-E-V underscore USA on Instagram. This is the EWN Podcast Network.